0: Entrepreneurs on the brew. You are now listening to the Entrepreneur Podcast with your host Adam McChesney. Let's grow. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Adam McChesney, and I want to thank you for listening today. If you're listening, please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. We would love for you to share this on social media by tagging me and our guests, and that way we can get this content out to more people. Today, we have another great episode lined up for you. It's an in person episode here at Half Coast Studios live from St. Louis, Missouri. My guest and I originally got connected a few months back on Facebook after having quite a few mutual friends. We've seen each other's content now, started chatting back and forth, and I'm excited to have him here today. He's a wealth of knowledge in the real estate investing and coaching space, and I'm personally looking fo- forward to learning more about him and what he does. My guest today is Josh Weisler. He is a real estate investor and transformational coach. He and his team also have an event coming up here in November that we'll discuss a little bit more in a bit. Josh, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. I'm really glad to be here. And uh, like
1: I said, first time in a studio doing a podcast and it's uh, it's pretty exciting. So I like your setup here.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that. It it definitely gives a different vibe. And I feel like the episode quality ends up being a little bit better and then it's a lot better content for social media as well which i know will help both of us oh, So yeah without a doubt <laughs> so i know we were chatting a little bit before you live in afton with uh, with the family but tell us a little bit more about your history about where you got started and how you're
1: here today man it's uh it's been quite a journey so i started in real estate About 17, 18 years ago, I just crossed my 41st year on this planet. So started, yeah, thank you, appreciate that. Started in my 20s and um, dabbled for about the first decade. Didn't really have a lot of traction. Um, Fell in with a guy that uh, ended up thinking he was a mentor, didn't end up being a mentor. Um, Had my dad involved and lost some money. Um, It Just wasn't a good experience. That led into kind of a divorce at that time. And so... I took a couple years off, um, kind of licked my wounds. Mm -hmm. As an entrepreneur, you kind of know that happens. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so a took about a three or four years off, um, ended up, I was selling small engine aircraft parts out in Granite City, Illinois, um, just doing things to make ends meet and realized I really wanted to get back into real estate. And we were buying a house at the time, as we were talking about moving to Afton, the house that we're in Afton moved there about six years ago. And... I just really, really had this drive to get back into real estate. It's one of those things. And if you're an entrepreneur, um, it's one of those things that will continue to eat at you. <laughs> and if you don't eventually take action on it, it will turn into regret. Mm-hmm. And so um we took a leap. Uh, we moved into this house and about a month later I quit my job at the airplane. Um, the airplane parts I don't even know what to describe mm-hmm. them as, but we were selling airplane parts and I got I someone reached out to me. A contact that I had, I used his referral to buy our our house through the mortgage company and he reached out and he's like, hey, I haven't talked to you in a while. I know, you know, it's been a while and something in my gut and as an entrepreneur, a lot of people um, probably get this. My intuition, my gut said. I don't know how we're going to work together or even if it's going to be possible, but my gut told me to ask you what that looks like. And he was a national trainer speaker for, Mm. you know, rich dad, poor dad. And, um, one of those things where I thought like, I'm not even in that same caliber. He's probably going to say no. And he said, talk to my acquisition people. And so I spoke with his acquisition person and actually had to follow up with her for like two to three weeks, you know, be persistent. And eventually she's like, Okay, we'll give you an opportunity, and I had to actually pay them a thousand dollars as a deposit to put some money skin in the game, yeah. to for them to say like, hey, you're serious about this because you know you haven't been doing real estate for three years five, to five years, and they're like, we'll give it back to you after the first three deals, but you're gonna have to put time in, you're gonna have to generate leads, you're gonna be out there providing value for us, not just the money, and generate leads, do something so that we can give you this education and it worked it was diff- It was mm-hmm. difficult it was tough um i hadn't they they were all about wholesaling they were also training uh nationally mm-hmm. investors and it really for me kind of put me through that fire of like i've never done this before um it's a new skill set uh, i know i have the ability but i've never done it and it's terrifying mm-hmm. and uh, just putting yourself out there in that way. So I worked with them for about three years, learned wholesaling, um, did probably 30 something deals over that that couple of years. But the piece that I really loved was coaching the other investors. Like they brought me in to help coach on acquisitions. They helped bring me in on like cold calling, Mm. things like that. And I really started falling in love. And I had done some personal development coaching um, with a guy out of England before, as far as helping him with his personal development company. And so like, I just started really falling in love with coaching because I realized how much it was changing my life. like because mm. if you knew me probably a decade ago and I you know you're probably familiar with this process too, in entrepreneurship and just life in general, if you're not working to become a better version of yourself, mm. your life's probably, my opinion, my view is your life's probably um, going the other direction. Yeah, right. And so one of the things I looked at and we've we've kind of established is, for us business and entrepreneurship is a personal development tool it's a personal development journey and a spirit for us as well it's a spiritual journey so like how do we provide value back um getting back to the story though so i was with these guys for three years and something just after those three years i also realized looking back that i would get bored with things like I feel mm. like I got I got good enough to like learn how things worked you're not um, alone <laughs> yeah yeah and and you know and what I've realized looking back at that too like so I would get bored and I called it boredom but really it's I started realizing I could be consistent and I could have peace in this and I was getting better and through my past growing up how I grew up mm. peace equates to boredom, which means I've got to change things up. I've got to self-sabotage is normally what happens, right? And so we parted ways. It was amicable, but I wanted to learn more about like um, project management. I wanted to learn more and like have my own rentals. And they were all about wholesaling and teaching marketing. Mm. And then the other thing, the piece that stuck for me is even though we were teaching all these investors like 40 different ways to market and do all these things, we really were only executing two for our own company, right? Mm. And so we were great on conceptually, teaching things and like people would take these items and they'd go and they'd have success in their businesses. But there was a piece of me where I was also selling like $10,000 weekends to people knowing that they probably weren't at a place in their business to execute on them. And so it didn't, there was just a little incongruency there for me. And I had to work that out, um, went to the next company and was doing project management for them. I was out in the field, I was running rehabs and I really enjoyed that. Like also like leading people out in the field and really seeing a house go from like, man, it's kind of like, um, it's really not in a great shape. It's not in a great place. It's kind of the personal development model too, but in a house, like I get to take it from kind of, it needs some love and care. And then I get to make it beautiful. And then a family gets to come in and they get to live there. And so that we did that for eight months. And then they pivoted their business model. They went from and I also trained their acquisition people as I came in because I had that history. Mm. And they pivoted their business model and went from doing rehabs and stuff in St. Louis to more of a virtual model, which I don't know if you're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. But they go and do wholesales in different different uh, different cities and different states. And so they brought me back in and they're like, hey, we want you to start doing cold calls. And uh, it was like, I understand that. That wasn't what it was originally our, our conversation. And so I did something that I thought at the time was probably one of the worst mistakes I made because I was making a salary. I was getting a piece of the profit. And so I had a pretty good setup. And then, you know, I still had a place I was working at. Right. Mm hmm. And I said, hey, if you're not if we don't have a plan to get me back out in the field and if this is really what you're wanting me to do, make cold calls on like ten thousand dollar houses in Jennings, um, it's really not in alignment with me anymore. And if that's the case and you're just worried that like I'm going to be mad or you don't know how to let me go, like, let's just have that conversation. They're Mm -hmm. like, well, you're right. We just didn't know how to let you go. (laughs) So we're going to split. We're going to let you go. And I realized like after that, I was like, I did not expect it to go that way. (laughs) And uh, and my dad made a really good point. He's like, he was, uh, we were having a conversation and he said, you know, you're, you're really good at a lot of things. And he goes, but you got to stop doing this to your wife. Mm. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then I licked my wounds for a couple of days and like felt sorry for myself. And this was, um, this was just over three years ago. And um, I asked myself, I got serious. I'm like, what do I want to do with my life? And what do, do I want to go? Cause I knew I could go work for, I had enough connections. I had enough skill set. I could go work for people in our industry and make six figures easy, go do sales. Um, but did I really want to do that? And my, my heart, my spirit's like, no, you're, you want to coach. You want to, you want to help other people. Um, and you want to, you know, provide value out there. Mm. And what hit me was, start coaching. So I created a little consulting company, I would say at the time, and it ended up being um I got a handful of clients. I wasn't making I think like a couple hundred bucks. Like it was just starting out. I take anybody and again, that's kind of the entrepreneurship journey <laughs> yeah. of like hey, I've got to prove that I can even do this. I'll yeah. be willing to take anybody. Um and then after that, like the first couple handful of people are the the handful of clients I got. I met my partner Grant A couple years beforehand but I reached out to him because he was one of the smartest entrepreneurs I could say he had a brokerage he had about 25 um, agents at the time he's in St. Charles like really smart guy he also has more of a spiritual personal development background I met him through a group meeting um, around that years ago called Mindsetters and I just reached out to him and I said hey Grant like you're one of the most you know Entrepreneurial savvy guys, I know. I want to get an an idea of like what I'm doing, what I'm working to build, and see, you know, how you can poke holes in it and just Mm -hmm. get, you know, get some, uh, get some feedback. And then also like anything I can do for you. And we started having some conversations. And this is how I'm seeing the universe work. At that time, literally, probably two weeks beforehand, he had a broker or an agent that he was building a coaching company with that ended up becoming a broker. And she left and took about 10 agents with her mm. like they the synchronicities are crazy when you look back right mm. um and so we started talking and we were we hadn't developed we hadn't gotten into the point of the coaching company that we've started and are a year into but we were he taking his brokerage model his traditional brokerage and we were going to do it with investors and mm. so we started investing i was uh starting a wholesaling company we had some success um you know brought in over six figures last year with it. And we had two investors that we brought on to partner, uh, become on as, a, as um, investors underneath us. We were going to split revenue. We were going to provide infrastructure like the traditional brokerage model. What we found is agents operate a little bit differently than investors. Agents, they're good with having that structure and just going out and doing the deals and, and operating in that arena because that's how it's been structured forever and a day. When we started structuring it the other way, what we found and uh, the feedback we've gotten from other people is the revenue sharing is good, but unless it's like you're paying them salary or their employees having them follow your specific system because they're entrepreneurial minded and they're mm-hmm. investors, it's, it's that herding cats mentality again. Yeah. So like scaling anything on that, it's a little more difficult than their revenue sharing model because how do you hold them accountable if they don't produce? Like and so what we found and what we really got serious and honest with ourselves about is like, do we really want to do the investment brokerage model or, and we made that pivot of it. No, we're actually coaches. We really love being coaches and we really love seeing, um, Grant, my partner, um, he loves seeing people fulfill what they want to do in their life. Like he, uh, one of his great stories, the, the person that actually, um, the woman that left, she originally was a hairdresser. Mm -hmm. and he brought her in in three years she's making 300 plus grand um in real estate became a broker like she had a transformation in her life and for me as well i look back because grant's a little on paper a little more successful than i am right Mm -hmm. and if you're gauging all that by money and properties and stuff but um for me it was like where have i been successful in my life my one of my coaches i was talking to him about this because we were promoting this membership And I kept running into kind of an obstacle. We had a couple couple sign on immediately and then we had a little bit of a dry spell as we're like, hey, what's this pivot that needs to happen? What's this mindset piece that's blocking us? Mm. And I was working on selling the success of like money and business, which is Grant's arena. And for me, it was like, That's not really where I've been yet. Where Mm. I've been is learning how to transform myself in the personal development piece. So for me, it's a transformation because how I look at it and how we look at it is if you want to do something that you've never done before, you have to be someone different than you've ever been. Mm. And in order to do that, you have to let go of the things that are keeping you where you're at and focus on who you want to be. And that gap, that's a transformation. Mm. And I've done that and I've done that numerous times that piece that I said when I got bored, like what's the next thing I've done. So like yeah. I could go through my history and tell you like just in real estate over the last 17 years, I've, uh, I was an agent for four years. I worked for a title company for three years. I got my title producer's license, didn't ever do anything with it. Um, ran a property management company for a year like that. Yeah. If you ever saw the show back in the day, the pretender where like he was able to put on these, all these hats. Right. Um, it's kind of that same environment. And so what we really found and what I really leaned into and really started loving was like the ability to help people do things that they've never done before, but they know they want to do. And they just don't know how to get there. And we referenced our event earlier. That is a transformation for my, my coho, my uh, co what is it? Co-host. I'll just say that my co-host for that event, Rich Groves, like he's ran RIA groups, which are real estate investor association groups. He's had two of them over the last years. Um, But he's never held an event like this. He Mm. made a comment in passing last December saying, man, I'd really like to create something that's huge, a huge event like this because we had panels that day. Um, And he's like, I'd like to create something huge. And it stuck with me over the holiday. And I reached out to him in January. And I'm like, hey, man, you say you want to do this. If you're really serious about this, I'd be interested in helping you get there. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know how that's going to work, but I can support you getting there. Mm. And he's taking it full blast like he's starting like we are you've seen it it's mm-hmm. announced we've launched it and like that is new for him it's new for me and one of the things that i see holding that vision of that transformation is more powerful than what a lot of entrepreneurs end up driving their business by mm-hmm. what i've seen and what i've we've experienced and again i kind of veering off into different, different avenues. So if I'm, if I'm off course and you want to reel me back in, go ahead. But, um, what we've seen is, and, and how I approach things and how I talk to everyone. Um, if you're using pain as a motivator, meaning, Hey, I need to make a bunch of money because I, I feel like I'm destitute or I'm like, just not good enough. Or like, it's really painful where I'm at in my life. That will work to a certain point. Because mm. what happens is you're looking for relief. You're not actually building a vision. And what happens is if you're looking and using relief as a motivation, what happens when that relief is there? Mm. Your motivation's gone. Yeah. And that's what, for me, my experience and what I've learned, and you want to talk about one of the most inconsistent like three-year guys out there, mm. it was me. So I'm speaking from experience here mm. because I was using, my life was so terrible, I didn't want to live my life anymore. That's running from pain. That's mm-hmm. searching for relief. And when you get that relief, you get to start breathing. But what happens is your motivation's gone at that point. Mm-hmm. So you fall back in, either self-sabotage or you pull off the gas or whatever that ends up being. And then what happens in order for you to be motivated again? It has to get dark. Mm-hmm. It has to get bad again in order for you to feel that pain so that you can use the relief as motivation again. So what we do is we help our... Um, our our members shift from using that pain as motivation to what do you want your life to look like? What pleasure do you want to experience in your life? And it's you know, we use pleasure just because of that's how it's always been documented, but it's really what life do you want to live? What skill sets do you have to build to get there? Because it's just a matter of building new skill sets and habits. And having that as a constant presence in your life. If you're constantly looking at this vision and not constantly looking at the gap that you have to traverse, you're gonna get to that eventually. One way, shape, or form. Um, and a great thing, just as an example, we've talked about our event. I remember sitting in, and I, I, I looked for this my my journal from years ago and I can't find it, but I remember sitting in that um, that sales room in the, um, the airplane parts sales room And in my journal, I drew a picture of speaking in front of a group of like a couple hundred people, didn't know what it was going to look like, didn't know. And literally it was, it was, uh, I had something pop up in my feed six years ago, we bought our house and literally like the event came in my feed right under it. And I knew like I made that journal entry about seven or eight years ago. And for, for me and what i what we, our viewpoint is you're always manifesting the next thing, Yeah. but it's a matter of what are you focusing on? Where's your energy at and how are you moving forward with it? Mm-hmm. So if you're holding that vision, eventually you're going to get to that vision. If you're focusing on the gap and you're focusing how bad things are, you're going to get that too. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, you've heard the law of attraction. Yeah. It's a little more, that that's a little more broken down. Um, and then as entrepreneurs and visionaries, we get stuck sometimes in the how. We get stuck because our minds like to figure things out. So the best way to get there. Um, but that is more of the tactical and action piece. And entrepreneurs need to stay more in the strategic and the planning phase. Right. Yeah. Because what we found, and Grant always gives this as an example, when I ask you, like, hey, what's the next thing? Like, what's the next move to grow your revenue by like six figures in the next year? Mm. of the people that we talk to, and it may just be our industry, but I'm guessing it's other ones as well in uh, real estate, regardless of whether they're investors, agents, um, even the, you know, the photographer that we've got in our group, um, they go into the tactics, they go into, well, I'm going to like, I'm going to go and post four more times on social media, I'm going to go and do direct mail, I'm going to go do this. And it's like, great. Do you have your system built for that? Do mm-hmm. you have your documentation for that? Do you have the skill sets necessary to manage that process? Yep. Pull them back out of the tactical because what you're happening, what ends up happening is you go down these paths till their dead ends and then you get no progress. Mm. But you're doing it 90 percent in your mind. Yeah. Right. And so a great example we brought on, um, we brought on a member on Friday last Friday and, uh, we did his onboarding. And, um, one of the questions he was struggling with is like his software change. And we started talking and in business, there's only like 20 to 25 different types of problems you can experience, whether it's people, software systems, yeah. marketing, whatever it is. But Everybody is going to have a different root cause of how it's presenting that way and a different solution they're going to need to get there Mm. Um, because our backgrounds are different. Our experiences are different. Our skill sets are different. We are not the same people. Mm. Like, Adam, you and I probably have the same problems in our business sometimes. (laughs) How do we get more exposure? How do we leverage our sales? How do we put the next system in place, right? But what's stopping you in your head from executing it effectively is going to be different than what's in my head because- how I grew up with my dad versus how you grew up with Mm -hmm. your mom versus how you were treated in school. Right? So it's, it takes a, it takes a, a ability to get into your head and know more about yourself and what's preventing you from moving forward than just putting the next tactic into place. Mm. And that's how we, that's how we look at this. And that's why we look at business as a personal development tool. It's really for us. And especially for me, um, it's really just about getting to know yourself better Mm. and knowing where your value is, what you love doing, how you can serve the world. Um, reciprocation for us is a huge piece as well um, because if you don't know how you can provide value for other people, then you're not going to know how to ask for what you want because you're not providing value to someone else. You're going to feel inadequate. And if you're providing too much value to people, that's where you get burnout because mm-hmm. you're not getting anything in return. So it's either burnout or kind of resentment. Like, so it's just figuring out more about yourself, how you, and really like, that's one of the things I love doing in this is networking. Like I used to hide and I used to not want to network because I didn't think I was good enough to talk to these people that I deemed as more successful. And it's all just a load of like mind trash.
0: Mm. That's really all it is. So I went on a rant there, man. Is that, I hope it, I hope it, this has been a great episode, man. I've, I feel like I'm getting coached, which is amazing. (laughs) I always love that. I, I I think the episodes that are the best are where it kind of just flows And I think, you know, there's so many different lessons for the audience, I think, that you talked about here. Some of the key ones for me, I think, is where you kind of talked about the mindset over the tactics. And I was just in Costa Rica last week, literally giving the exact same presentation I've given to digital marketers for the last couple of years, Mm -hmm. but I used to only talk on strategies and tactics. And I realized that 98% of people actually weren't following through on the blueprints that I literally said, this is how you can duplicate how I grew to a million dollars in 15 months. I added the mindset, the habits and the routines. And it was so much more well reciprocated because people were like, Oh, I'm actually what's holding me back. Not because exactly. I haven't posted more on social media, which yeah. is a piece to the process, but it's the mindset of that person to say, oh, it's imposter syndrome. I shouldn't be posting. Nobody wants to hear from me, all of those different things. So I'm really glad that you hit on that because I think that's something that people just need to truly, truly understand. And the second part is just like your purpose and why is you got connected to that While you also connect the dots of, hey, entrepreneurship is this personal development journey. If I want to go here, the person that I am today cannot be the person that gets me there. Without a doubt. And I think that that's where so many people, they want these big, big ambition things. They want to change the world. They want to do all these things. But they're still hanging around the same crowd of people. They're still, you know, doing all the bad habits. They're not adding any new habits in. And they're like, well, why isn't this working? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: and I have an analogy that I like to use um, in regards to like the mindset and the personal development piece of this journey, just as entrepreneurship. A lot, um, It's like a hot air balloon, right? Mm-hmm. We can do the tactics and we can pull that cord to make the hot air balloon go up, mm-hmm. but you still have to put energy into pulling that cord. However, if you've got a mindset thing that's stopping you, once you let go of that cord, you're going to continue to go down, right? Mm-hmm. If you've got a mindset piece that's b- blocking you, it's much easier to pull that sandbag off the side of the basket and let it go. And you're automatically going to raise. It's just because it, it opens up an energy block. It opens up a mindset block. Um, One of the big ones that I've had over the last, um, back in April, I went through a training um, and that's what I love too. Like if you're doing this for the right reason and you're doing this for something that is bigger than yourself, you're going to want to keep making it better for the people that you're serving. Like, that has become a driver for me over the last six months that I didn't even ex- expect to experience. Like mm. we are so hard on our, and Grant and I were talking about this over the last week. Um, you know, you get feedback from your customers. We are so hard on our product because we want it to be one of the best experiences, especially if we're having a membership and it's exclusive, like we want it to be an experience. And so um, to get back, it's one of those where Back in April, I went through a training about communication, and the, 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 a lot of times they talk about like, well, in communication, it's how you talk, it's what, and this training was actually about. No, it's actually what you're listening for, and it and what you're listening for always is what you're going to experience. And then the thing that will keep you stuck is what you're not able to be with when you're listening. Mm. And one of the things for me was and this is a big aha. And again, this is part of that personal development journey about learning more about yourself. And letting go of those old things, one of the things that came up was um, I had a conversation with my dad years ago, and he probably doesn't even remember it. And it was around something. And he's like, his response was, you can do better than that. And I took that, what I heard and what I wasn't able to hear and really be with was, you're a disappointment. Mm. And I actually heard it from somebody else that was talking about how that that hit them. And it really hit with me. And I explored it and yeah I couldn't be with the fact of him like or what I heard was I'm a disappointment and so my entire life looking back at it and it's not exactly like everything in my life but it's definitely prevalent was I was trying to avoid being a disappointment so I never put myself into a position to be anything more than a disappointment or mm. set those expectations or people start seeing like, "Ooh, he's doing things, he's out there, you know, creating creating movement, he's got an event" and like that made me a target. Mm. And I didn't want to hear that I was a disappointment, so if anything ever failed and it was seen, then guess what? That's a disappointment. So you limit yourself without yeah. even knowing. And we could, you know, we call those the blind spots. Mm. And for human beings, you are never going to be able to see your blind spots normally without something that reflects it. We are just like satellites. You can't see the other side of the planet. A satellite can only see a certain spectrum. Yeah, You have to reflect it off of a different satellite to see the back. Mm. And that's how we work. Our blind spots, we're amazing at hiding from our blind spots. <laughs> we call them mental gymnastics, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. That's... And so... You need somebody that isn't in your head all the time, and getting that subconscious talk and the the things that um, you you trick yourself with um, to really be honest and a reflection point that says, "Hey, maybe this is what's going on." Is this is and then you got to be real honest and real open and be willing to be with that because if mm-hmm. you're not, then you're not going to be able to let it go. And once I let go of that disappointment, we brought on five members in the span of six weeks, and Damn. and yeah, and so like and. What I've really found, which is crazy, and I don't know if you've ever experienced this, when you have those type of releases or those understandings now, where you used to get triggered by those things, there it doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. And you're, you are aware of it. It's one of the craziest things I've experienced in probably the last seven, eight months is like, I'm like, ooh, I used to get triggered there, <laughs> and I'm not, so I don't have to spend energy on that yeah. anymore. Now what do At I get to spend that mind. energy on? Yep go out and help people, right? Oh yeah. So it's it's yeah, the mind the mind it's it's a playground for us, it's mm-hmm. a playground for me and sometimes in my own mind it's dark. Yeah. Sometimes it's like midnight on a playground and yeah. you're like, man, <laughs> I I don't want to be here. Yeah. But having the right support system in place and the right people that understand that dynamic and help you through it and a support system like I'm going to guess when you were speaking at your event in the weekend you had a support system there oh yeah of course yeah you yeah. had people that rooted you on said you were going to do great mm. like and they're also going to hold you to like have to look at that stuff too yeah. like yeah Higher hey
0: standards yeah travel, all yeah those things. and
1: do it with love and understanding and compassion
0: not beating yourself up yeah one oh, of the, yeah. yeah so no that's amazing man and i like i said man i've learned so much my mind's blown because a lot of the stuff that i preach and just hearing you exude that information and you're passionate about it man I really appreciate you coming on the episode today. So as yeah. we kind of wrap things up here, could you tell people where to find and get connected with you online, as well as the the link to the event because I'm sure we'll have some people that might be interested as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um and just uh I also want to one of the questions you asked was yeah. what to what to provide people to cut off years of their experience, yeah. oh, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I'll I'll do that real quick and then I'll give you all the information. So for me, because I, I pondered this. I'm like, I can provide so much information. Uh, yeah. The biggest thing for me, and I kind of touched on it earlier, is find someone that's doing what you want to do and how you want to do it. Mm. That's important because yeah. the what you want to do, you can find people that are doing it not in the way you want to do it, yes. and, and it'll be painful and difficult. How you want to do it as well, and then figure out how to provide them value. Mm. Because if you can provide them value, same thing when I signed on with that, you know, wholesaler and learned how to wholesale – Like I had to put money in. I had to go and generate leads. I was providing them value. Go provide value for them and get what you want back in return Mm. and be open to that because a lot of times like that will cut years off of your journey because you're learning from somebody that's done it as opposed to going down YouTube university. So that's one of the big ones. Um, and Appreciate then sharing s- that. Yeah. And, and surround yourself, like I said, with the right people, the people that are going to want you to succeed and are going to hold you to that accountability with it in a loving and compassionate way. And for me in the beginning of my journey, find people that see more in you and see your power, mm-hmm. even if you haven't seen it or, or, leaned into it yet because mm. it is there yeah it is there so that's amazing. um yeah that's you that's that was really big so um and then how to reach me i'm on facebook um the next thing for us we're going social media like we've mm-hmm. proven our concept now so we're yep. we're starting to lean into that uh, josh Weisler on facebook um and i'm sure there will be other things as well you can uh, reach me um Josh at ghreainvest.com is my email, awesome. um, and then our event is in November. It's November fourth and fifth. It is seventeen different speakers in the real estate industry, investors, um, all from St. Louis except for one, a guy from um, up north. He's got four hundred rental or uh, multifamily units. He's mm-hmm. a big, he's a big uh, speaker, but he's the only one out of St. Louis, and. It's going to be huge. Anybody that's interested in investing, anybody that's just interested in real estate education, um, it'll be in South County um, at the hotel across from uh, South County Mall. I can't remember the name right now, of course. Aviator? Aviator, yep. And, uh, And the website is real easy. It's G, the letter G, the number 2 and then free.com and it's gateway to freedom is our event. So awesome. it's all about St. Louis, it's all about investing and Huge. and you know real estate investing we see as a vehicle for that freedom. So
0: That's amazing, man. Yeah. Well, we'll put that all in the show notes, but thanks again, man, yeah. for coming on. I learned a lot and I know the audience is going to learn oh, a lot as well. well I appreciate so. it, man. Thank you very much. Very smooth. Thank you. And thank you again to the audience for tuning in to today's podcast. Please be sure to subscribe, download and share our content. Leaving a five-star review goes a long way. We'll see y'all next week, and remember, entrepreneurs aren't born; they are brewed. I'm an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs are born they're brew. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneur Podcast with your host Adam McChesney. Let